0: What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? Oh, this is Maui Wowie. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> My favorite movie is that I can't decide
1: on a favorite movie. Press before.
0: Next Podcast. Heyo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host, Corey. And this is the Press Next Podcast. Press what?
1: Next Podcast. How you go? I'm about to say you're
0: supposed to follow up like, uh, like they do on uh, New Heights. New News. No, no. there you go so you know i said that i do the little press next podcast thing you run with it you know what i'm saying uh, uh, i
1: thought we were just gonna keep going
0: on. <laughs> oh with the singing just yeah. octave to octave to see yeah. who gets out
1: first well it would definitely be me you're the singer
0: oh thank you mm-hmm. i'm glad you know that you know what i'm saying I didn't want to have to show you up on uh on a stage in front of all the people who could, could potentially hear. I'm just joking. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back, everybody who has always been a listener. Everybody is, that is a member of the fourth wall, shout out to y'all. Y'all know what time it is. Maybe it's Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this, but it, this released Tuesday. So
1: you, you mm-hmm. got to get your
0: fix in. If you are new, we are a podcast about movies, TV shows, documentaries. We talk all of those things, sometimes purely review based. Most times um, pulling out things and themes and motives that... Uh, that really interests us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we talk about them. So if you feel like that's something you enjoy doing, then you have met your people. That's right. It's me. Hi. Hi. I'm the problem.
1: It's me. It's me. Yeah.
0: That's me, little Swiftie. Uh, I don't know if I'm a Swiftie. You know what I'm saying? You dropped a Y, I might just be a Swift. Or mm-hmm. like a, I'm probably like a Swift. A W-S-W-I? You're uh, a SWI? you Swifty. Stop no, it. I'm not getting I'm Stop it. As my mom said, so growing up, my mom would say, if you come over to my mom's house, you have like, essentially you get a letter to spelling the word guest. <laughs> so the first time you come over, you get a G. Mm. By the time you finish that, then you are no longer a guest. You're just like a family member. Mm. So stop asking to get something out of the refrigerator. Just go to the refrigerator. Type so you got thing.
1: six times to live up the... The lavish life of being a guest. Then she got you doing your own dishes.
0: Yes, that's what happened to you, is not it? You you probably <laughs> assimilated much faster uh, than the other people in the house. But um, no, I feel that way about being a Swiftie. For me, I, I need Taylor Swift moments that really strike a chord, and I really feel like it's only been three. Hmm. So I'm getting. I'm a Swift. I'm a Swift. Swift.
1: Hmm. S
0: W I. I could be an airport co- uh, code. You just never know.
1: Okay, we'll work on it.
0: Yeah, and the moments are like big moments. That's so I've listened to Taylor Swift obviously more than three times, but the moments got to be like big moments where I'm like, you know what? I'm rocking with Tay right now. You know what I'm saying? Tay. I'm rocking with little Tay right now. Okay. Um. Uh, anyway, is she in any movies?
1: Is she in any movies? Yeah. Yeah, she was in the one that recently came out, Amsterdam. Mm.
0: I think she had like a little cameo, probably.
1: Yeah, I mean she wasn't herself, but yeah. Mm. Um, she was in Valentine's Day. Mm, why do I not remember that? That movie that has. No, I remember
0: that. I remember the movie. I should sure remember her part.
1: I think she was in it. Taylor Lautner was in it too, right? Taylor Lautner. He's looking away.
0: Squinting my eyes. Let's see. <laughs> I cannot hear Taylor Lautner's name and not think about that damn song. So. Shout out to Dormtainment for forever changing my life.
1: That's funny. Yeah, Taylor Lautner was in it. Dang, everybody was in that movie.
0: Yes, it was like a Julia classic. Julia Roberts,
1: mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway, Jessica mm-hmm. Biel, Bradley mm-hmm. Cooper, Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx, Jennifer mm-hmm. Gardner, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Ashton mm-hmm. Kutcher, mm-hmm. Taylor Lautner, Emma mm-hmm. Roberts, Jessica mm-hmm. Alba, mm-hmm. Patrick Dempsey, Eric Dane, Topher Grace, Kathy Bates, it, it, Queen they were Latifah. Like,
0: <laughs> get all of the cute- George
1: Lopez. They're like, people. everyone yeah. that everybody knows, get Throw them. them. in a the
0: movie. And I feel like they kind of just did this with House Party, too. Like, LeBron probably just did. So I've heard. I haven't mm. seen House Party. It just came out. But I've heard pretty much the production team said, if you are a celebrity, you're going to be in this movie. Yeah. Give me two seconds. We'll put you in. Shoot the scene, uh, scene and, and get out of there. So,
1: so yes. Yeah, she was in the new movie, Amsterdam. Also, Cats. I don't care about that. I'm talking about yeah. words. like I'm like, oh, damn That's Taylor Swift.
0: Mm. You know? Uh, first off.
1: No, not really. Not really I heard anything. Cats
0: went. Super flopped.
1: Yeah, it did.
0: What is it about? Cats?
1: Like the Broadway show. What is it about? Don't know. <laughs> cats?
0: I don't know. I have no idea. I have to I look that up. just know it was cause creepy. Because uh, people are dressed up like cats? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will look into that because I am not above um, watching it. Speaking A of... tribe
1: of cats compete during an annual jellical Ball. Wow. Where and- one lucky feline will be chosen to ascend to the heavy side layer hmm? and be granted a new life. Okay. Don't ask me. Idris Elba was in it. Idris Elba.
0: Yeah, there was a bunch of people in it. Oh, buddy, they said they had to CGI his 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 thing out of there. Who? Jason Derulo. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> All of a sudden, I've become more interested. When all of a sudden... When all of a sudden... I, uh, <laughs> I want to watch Cats. <laughs> I want try to watch... I said that cgi out, so you're not going to see nothing special. You need to go get the behind mm. the scenes, you know what I'm saying? Let me see the unedited version. i Oh, just my kidding. God.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: Um, but no. yeah, apparently, that they did. Anyway, Get Off Cats, what have you been watching this week? Or this past so, week? So,
1: this past week... I watched not much at all. <laughs> um, I watched... I watched. someone. The other. first episode. So my coworkers were talking about the new season of Emily in Paris. And I watched the first season back when it first came out. I remember that. But I never watched the second season. So obviously haven't watched the third. Mm-hmm. So I did watch the first episode of the second season trying to catch up. Um. But did not make it past that point. Also, watch the first episode of the first season of Ginny and Georgia. Since the second season is out and everybody's talking about it now, um, I watched the first episode of that. And it was pretty good. So I'll probably uh, continue to watch that to try to catch up.
0: I feel you. Okay. So last week. Or the that's week that's really it. The week before, the I was really heavy in movies. Yeah. But I think it's because I had so much like downtime where I wasn't like really moving around a lot. Mm-hmm. So this past week, my time has been filled with more TV shows and movies, and I'm back on my Psych game. So I've been mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. episodes of Psych. What? How hilarious that show! It's a good show. I just don't know why it's not like in the Hall of Fame of TV shows, and like it's not a show that everybody knows. Yeah, it's to me, I, it's. It's a office level tier show.
1: No, it is. I don't understand how it didn't take off.
0: Office level tier show, amazing. There's not like one episode where I'm like,
1: eh.
0: like the the whoever casted Dule Hill and James Roday, mm-hmm. they should be sitting on the throne of money for the rest of their lives because who know who knew that them two together. Would Basically, I feel like they don't even just... They give them the script, but they're just like, hey, man, just work in some of the words. But y'all yeah, just yeah. be yourself, but then work in the words. Yeah, and then, like just you know, improv.
1: Right. But you know what's interesting to me is that I don't ever hear anyone talking about it. I personally don't think I know anyone... Who, like, even who knows or loves it. watches it that I've talked to about it. Like, they might, but it's not one of those things that come up in conversation like, oh, do you watch Psych? But they keep making movies so obviously there's There's a cult following uh, yeah yes like obviously that fan base is there for them to still be making things all these years later but it's it's crazy to me because it's one of those things where i like haven't heard anything about
0: arby's of fast food like of of tv shows maybe like Like, who eats arby's right but when you but if you go to arby's you figure out arby's smack. Right, like if you look at the reviews of Arby or anybody that goes on Twitter or something like that, they rave about Arby's, but then nobody goes to Arby's. Anybody Anytime I drive by, Arby's is never popping. Yeah, never popping. So I'm like, who is in, who is keeping Arby's afloat? They and, have the and best when commercials. You're
1: like, Where should we eat? Nobody, suggests nobody Arby's. says Arby's. Yeah,
0: ever. Y'all would like a roast beef sandwich <laughs> from Arby's. I will
1: say, roast beef is like a. It's a an acquired thing, I feel
0: like. I just saw a TikTok. This is hilarious. I just saw a TikTok about a guy who's a comedian, and he was talking about the phrase, like, acquired taste, and how, like, dumb of a statement that is. Mm-hmm. Because, like, how do you acquire a taste? you just mentally force yourself to like it? Basically. <laughs> That's what I do with How vegetables. weird is that? How we, but isn't, you know what I'm saying? Like how we, I feel like when people say it's acquired taste, like, you...
1: You have to train yourself to like it.
0: But then you don't really like like it. You're just lying to yourself.
1: Yeah, that's what I do with vegetables. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's wild. When he said that, I never really thought about it because I'll be telling that with like beer sometimes. I'm like, oh, it's an acquired taste. Like the more you drink it, the better mm-hmm. it gets, and it's like, if it's really not. I just like the taste of beer, and then like other people don't, and then some people are like, oh, this is an acquired taste. And I'm like, I don't care if I ate this sixteen thousand times. Sixteen thousand times is going to be disgusting. Yeah. And I can't like reverse that acquired taste. Mm -hmm. I love pancakes. You can make pancakes be disgusting to me. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, because I feel like beer (laughs) is. I still have never done it, but.
0: (laughs) You said done it like it's a drug. I've
1: never done beer. No, I've never like acquired the taste. I still don't like it. But like sour beer, beer, I like sour beer. Right, but you didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like I just—I didn't start liking sour beer. I don't know. I it's just—it's
0: just a weird phrase. Anyway, I wanted to bring that in with uh, TikTok. Here's what I've been watching: Beyond Psych. I talked about One Bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. I've been watching the Transformers, which I kind of started the week, the last week, but then I caught back up with some other ones. Um, Secret Obsession. Did we talk about that?
2: Mm-mm.
0: Okay, Secret Obsession is the movie that has—I think her name is Brenda Song. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she gets in like an accident and she does she's like has short term memory loss and her seemingly husband like takes her home but isolates her and stuff like that. Because what comes later is she finds out there's not her husband.
1: Yeah, I think you posted something. Oh, you posted something on the Press Next Instagram. I did, I did. And I was like, is that Brenda's song?
0: <laughs> it is. And guess what? You should not watch that movie. No? Do not waste your time Trash? on that absolute garbage.
1: Oh, no. A uh,
0: uh, uh, steaming pile of cow dung, as uh, Jim Carrey would say in the movie Liar Liar. <laughs>
1: well, sorry, Brenda. We love you still.
0: Yes. Well, it's just, let's just keep it a book. Them type of movies are played out like the stalker type movies, Mm. they're really, you really got to be really good to put one of them together. Yeah. You got to be you. Like Netflix, you, it got to be that level to put together something that's like really good because we all know how they always end, right? Right. Like if it's somebody who has amnesia, they're going to have certain flashbacks to let them know that something's going wrong. Mm -hmm. Then they're going to have a struggle with trying to get out. They're going to lose their first couple of struggles and then at the end they become triumphant and they win. Right. That's the plot to every single one of those stories. At least with you, at the end, you just never know if he's really going to make it and he still has to sacrifice something, right? Mm -hmm. So you can kind of go any kind of direction, but that movie, don't watch it. Then I watched Moonfall, which was kind of another deep impact type of movie. Uh, Something's Mm. going on in outer space. The moon is getting out of its orbit and it's affecting Earth and we may all die type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't that great. It was okay. But it was it was better than watching the Obsession movie, but I probably wouldn't watch it again. Okay. Then we watch Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Katie because our friend was in our house, y'all, sitting on the floor. I don't know why she was sitting on the floor. But she made a slanderous statement towards Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know about y'all. But we, there will be no Star Wars slander in this house. What's the, the the phrase? As for me in my house? As for me in my house. We going to watch Star Wars, okay? So I had to put it on just to spite her. Uh, and I was actually happy because I'm like, this is one of my favorite movies. The, the original trilogy, Goated. And then the movie that we're even here to talk about today. Katie and I took ourselves to the movie theater. The same, the actual literal same theater. That we went to go see Smile in with all of those kids and yes. people. So I was already a little peeved when I bought the tickets because I was like, if, if I had the same experience.
1: As last time. As
0: last time, somebody's getting their head rolled.
1: Yeah, because it's a small theater. There's like what? Five,
0: three, three, four
1: rows. Four or five rows. Yeah. Rows. 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 what do you think about? You think about bread, some rows? I'm thinking about bread. <laughs> uh, yeah. Four or five rows um and they're just it's just a really like intimate theater so
0: yeah. So i was already kind of mad about that and I, the only two seats i could find together weren't like the optimal viewing seats um they were kind of on the edge of the row. so i'm already kind of mad but we went to go see megan mm-hmm. so as you already know if you are here at this moment and you don't want any spoilers go ahead and uh
1: Back that, that thing press on next. out. <laughs> Go ahead and
0: press next. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and while you do that, give us a rating on uh, Spotify. Just give us a little five-star rating or something like that. Spotify, Apple Music. That's all you got to do. It's very easy. Don't have to drop a review or nothing like that. Put no on comments. Just hit the little five-star button for us. Thank you, and then come back whenever you've seen it. If you have seen it or you don't care about it being spoiled, that's what we're going to talk about right now. So, zero out of a hundred. First and foremost, what is Megan? Let's talk about it.
1: Megan is a Megan is an acronym.
0: Yes. I forgot what it I should have I should have had that ready cuz I forgot about it, right? Like cuz she said it in the movie I was three, like Model
1: 3 Android.
0: No, Model 3 something Android. I forgot what the G stands for. Dang. Model
1: 3 General
0: we should uh uh, model three general anyway this is what it says Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence a lifelike doll that's programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally designed by Gemma a brilliant um she's a robot person she creates robots Uh, Megan can listen watch and learn as it plays The role of friend and teacher, playmate and protector. When Gemma becomes the unexpected caretaker of her eight-year-old niece, she decides to give the girl a Megan prototype. And the decision leads to unimaginable consequences. That is the plot of the movie or if the movie summed up and stuff like that. So um, they had a $12 million budget. I'm going to assume, but I'm also going to look it up, that they smashed that. $12 million? Yeah, that's nothing. That seems cheap. That very cheap. Like it seems almost too cheap. Like unbelievably like cheap.
1: Yeah. Stands for Model Three Generative Android.
0: Model Three Generative Android. Yes. Okay. Shout out to Megan. Shout out mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see how much it made in the box office, man. Okay, twelve million dollars. Opening weekend, made
2: 30.5.
0: Smashed opening weekend box office.
2: Lord.
0: Right now, it's at 60 in in, uh, US and Canada, and worldwide is almost at 100. Worldwide? Worldwide is almost at 100 million. Smashed. That's
1: amazing. Smashed. That's amazing.
0: 95 on Rotten Tomatoes, 75 on Metacritic, but who cares about Metacritic? Um, I wonder
1: how they... Made it with such a low budget.
0: My assumption would be, because I'm thinking now, too, that was like when I, when I saw 12000000 million, I'm like, dang, how did they make it? Here's my assumption. Let's think about the locations. There's not a lot of locations, right? I so knew you were going to say that, but. That's huge. You have the house. Yeah. The original scene at the beginning of the movie. So some back road
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that's winding up a nice mountain. Very pretty, actually. Some wooded area. Mm-hmm. The neighbor's house or garage area, which you could have just did in some sort of back lot. Right. They could have built that in. Um, and then work. And then work. And even at work, it was it was really a couple of areas. The room that they were in to do the observation. The room that they were in to create, Megan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the last scene that was like the, pretty much the foyer,
2: right? Yeah. In the hallway. Yeah.
0: That's not a lot of, that's it for the entire film. Am I missing anything? That's true. I think that's it. Yeah, the whole film. So you cut down considerably on cost when it comes to that. You don't have to go nowhere. Yeah. You're just in a couple of locations, which is also why Get Out was a very low uh, budget film too. Mm. They're only in one location pretty much.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So low budget. You don't have to get. Speaking of Get Out, Gemma is the same character as um, Rose Armitage. (laughs) And that's her name for me. Yeah. For the rest of her life. I don't even know what her name is. But any movie I see her in, I'm going to be like, that's Rose. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you already know what it's going to be. Now, the I wasn't even going to watch this. She's a really good actress. She really is. At least in these, like, thriller horror movies, she does a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. She's very believable. I'll tell you who did a great job.
1: The girl. That damn
0: little girl did fantastic. The,
1: not Megan, the other little girl. Yes. Uh, Violet... Her name is Katie, Katie. C A D Y C A D Y, mm-hmm. which is close to mine C A D E Y. I was like, oh, do yeah. you see how her name is spelled? Shout out to
0: Violet McGraw. She's she played Katie. Yeah, she played so that she role did so well, an incredible job. Um, so Akila Cooper, what, did the screenplay and the story was by James Wan. Now James Wan is goaded for like horror. We yeah. all know this. I love James Wan. Now, you know about. What I like was Saul and stuff like that, James Wan.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: so he did this story. Now, let me break down what this means. A story could be that he literally crafted all the ins and outs, mm-hmm. or he went to Akilah Cooper, who did the screenplay. And said, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Okay. And Akilah wrote it out, right? So if you ever see something that's like written by, or story by, or written by, screenplay by, that's what it means, right? So mm-hmm. somebody gave the idea of the story. Somebody else wrote the story. Mm-hmm. And then they came to Aquila, and Akilah turned it into the movie, like the screen, the actual screenplay. Because obviously what you write in a book, let's say, um, what book are you reading right
1: now? What's it called? I'm glad you asked. I'm uh, currently uh, reading A Court of Wings and Ruins.
0: Yes. So imagine A Court of Wings and Rings. <laughs> rings and woo A uh, Rings and woo <laughs> A Court of Wings and Ruins mm-hmm. is written by...
1: Sarah J. Moss.
0: Sarah J. Moss?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Or Mass, however you pronounce it. Okay,
0: Mass, Moss, I'm sorry. Sarah J., we're going to call you Sarah J. SJM. Yeah, SJM. Obviously, you can't just take the book and go word for word, bar for bar on a screen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So the screenplay, I mean, the the book has to be adapted for screen. That's what the screenplay is for. And that is a skill. That's not easy to do. You can't just, it's also sometimes what pisses people off because they read a book and they go watch the movie and they go, oh my God, the movie wasn't like the book. Yeah. Of course it wasn't. Think about the differences, right? The way you read something versus the way that you visually see something are two different things. First and foremost, what you read, the author is going to paint a picture for you, but the picture is really being painted by you. Mm-hmm. You in your head get to create what you see from the book, versus if somebody who's writing a screenplay and puts it in front of you. You're going to see what they see, right? We are going to see the same thing,
2: right?
0: Uh, so we all get the same idea. So you're already kind of behind the ball. So shout out to Akilah Cooper. I was not going to watch this movie, but I knew you know there was hype. I'm in a bunch of like black filmmaker groups and screenwriting groups and stuff like that. There was a lot of hype behind. We got to go watch this because Akilah Cooper did the screenplay. She's a black woman. Mm-hmm. She's done other screenplays before. Malignant, I need to watch Malignant. She was a part of that screenplay. She didn't, I don't think she completed, like, it was just her.
2: Okay. This
0: is where it was just her. And she, if I'm giving my score, I'm going to give her 89.
1: Really? I'm
0: going to give her 89. Okay. What about you? Where you at?
1: I was thinking like 83. That's fine. Yeah. So
0: we're averaging around 85.
1: I I really enjoyed it and I think it has rewatchability, but I think there were just some parts in it where I'm like, that's so corny. Really
0: corny. But it was funny corny though, too. That was the point, like that was the part where I was like, I'm glad they like gave this this. The only reason I give it an 89 is I told you before is that I think it could have paced better. Yeah. Like they could have got to the they could they could have got to Megan faster. Mm Mm-hmm than what they did and i guess that's okay and at 83 i think is still a, a really good score but um if we're averaging around 86 cool i'm fine with that she did a great job and i'm gonna be a fan from now on i just really thought i didn't want to go see it because the the previews made it look like it was every other like ai becomes sentient mm-hmm. uh, movie you know right and so we've seen so many of those
1: yeah and- all the way back to disney with smart house
0: Right. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Smart House for being like an early one, right? Like, um, So I was like, we've seen all of these. Think about iRobot. Mm-hmm. Right? There's only a couple of them that just make it classic. This one, to me, classic. And to do it in a January slot. Yeah. A horror film, which I don't really know why they they build this as horror either.
1: Yeah, and that's another thing. If you're like not wanting to watch this because you don't like scary movies, it's not... It's
0: not a scary movie. No. It's more of a thriller than it is anything else. Right. It, I mean, <laughs> if you classify scary as being like a creepy walk, because there is like a, you know, she does a little creepy walk, um, then yes. But there's nothing like, I don't know. It just wasn't scary.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either.
0: It was unnerving. It made you a little bit uneasy. I think there's some deep stuff that we'll t- actually talk about here. But as a movie, I enjoyed it. I'll definitely watch it when it hits streaming because there was also a lot of like nuggets Mm -hmm. in the movie that like you really had to pay attention to.
1: Right? Yeah, I definitely want to rewatch it when it comes out on streaming. They did a
0: good job of um, silently foreshadowing, Mm -hmm. which is sometimes with the foreshadow, people will say something and you'll catch on to them saying it. But what they were doing were like moving certain objects, changing somebody's hair color. Look at the way that they dress. Look at how their makeup may look different or whatever. So they mm-hmm. look like they're a little bit more sunken in and not sleeping. Like all of those little things added to the foreshadowing what was going to happen. The matriculation of characters was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. So shout out to Akiva. Uh, phenomenal. Akilah. Phenomenal. <laughs> um, but what did you, did you take anything away from it? Because that's really odd to say. I feel like in a horror thriller was that did you take anything away from it or did you just like it? But I feel like we did. we've had some conversations about it.
1: Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and give yours and then I'll give mine because if I say mine, it'll give away yours. But I feel like mine's a better follow up.
0: Okay. Okay. So here we go. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Barbecue chicken alert. I need one of them sounds. Press that. Spoiler alert. Because I'm about to run through the movie real quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say maybe we should do a rundown.
0: I'm about to run through the movie. So at the beginning of the movie, um, Katie is... Obviously, oh the, the beginning of the movie starts out as like a commercial. It's kind of funny because I'm like, first off, is this an ad? Are we still yeah. in like in the ads? Or I thought we were supposed to be watching the movies, but it's a commercial for this toy, um, and it's supposed to be like you know, it's kind of like a what are those pets that we had growing like up? A that Furby,
1: was, or right? But it was like oh okay, it was like Tomagotchi. a
0: right? It was like a Furby, Mixing something you
1: one.
0: something you had to take care of like constantly. It also connects to um, your smart devices and stuff like that. So. It's supposed to keep the attention of the kids, mm-hmm. and so they're going on a family ski trip. Katie's in the back; she's you know on her iPad or whatever. Being and an iPad kid. Being an iPad kid, much like all of these kids are these days, right? Mm-hmm. And it's snowing—heavy snow. They're trying to climb this mountain. They got a rental car. He thought it was a four-wheel drive. It's not a four-wheel drive. It's a front-wheel drive. Um, so, the, the the wife and the husband are kind of arguing about the little petty stuff, right? Like, the mom is obviously trying to get and wean her off the screen. Like, hey, you know, I thought we were trying to get less time on the screen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The dad's like, she ain't, she don't listen to me. <laughs> like, I don't know what she want me to do. Or like, at the end of the day, I'm trying my best. I'm trying to do everything. I don't know what she wants me to do. So, they're getting into like a classic argument. So, from the beginning, you already know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Something bad's going to happen. Right. And it does. They get into a snowstorm they can't really see so they stop the car. Their car's been swerving around and they get hit by a snowplow that kills the mother and father and leaves Katie now orphaned.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So Gemma is the aunt, the the her Katie's mother's sister. And Gemma is a hardworking, independent, live by herself, classic tech girl. Like, All she cares about is work. She's going to go to work probably 6 a.m. and come home at 10 Mm p.m. Like That's her. Very neat. Very like everything has its place. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Again, a techie. She is into robotics. So she is building all these toys. She works for the specific toy company. Um, Now, granted, she in her head is building the perfect toy, which she's building Megan. But the company won't fund Megan. Why? Because Megan costs too much money. Mm -hmm. So she's supposed to be working on another toy for the company. But in her own time, her and her friends are working on Megan. They get found out. The boss gets mad. The boss is like, you know, I need this other toy on my test by uh, on my desk by Friday morning or whatever. Gemma gets the call that her sister died. So Gemma says, Hey, I'm gonna take in my niece and you know, we'll make do for the time being. So that's like the plot of the movie. She takes her in. Um, she obviously was not meant to have children. <laughs> So she's struggling with all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And the social worker and stuff that's coming all over is really picking up on all of those things. She doesn't have toys at the house. It's just not a house that's ready for kids. Even the toys right. there are not really to be played with. They're collectibles. But right. imagine explaining, explaining that to a child, right? Like, what?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Especially a child that loves toys. Um, and so it's just easy to see that she's not fit to be like a mother. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty much on the borderline of taking Katie away from Gemma. Gemma just has to make some strides. And so there's one night where they're kind of bonding. Actually, what happens is Gemma actually messes up again, but it works out for Gemma. Gemma says, hey, I need to go downstairs and work on this project or to my my garage or office or whatever space, cool little tech space, to work on this project for work. So she goes there and she promises essentially, hey, I'll come back out here in a couple of hours. If we can do anything, we can go to the park. We'll play together. Boom, boom, boom. Of course, Gemma being the techie that she is, she doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. So she breaks her promise to... To Katie, Katie pulls up in the the studio, and Gemma feels bad, but they strike a, a commonality. Basically, Gemma's starting to recognize that like, you could be a tech girl too. You like toys. I build toys.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you want to see the ins and outs of these things, uh and so Gemma shows her all of her robots and stuff that she's built. And she was like, man, I just want like the perfect toy. Like it would be cool to have that like forever. And that's what sparks the idea in Gemma's head. I need to finish the Megan prototype Mm -hmm. because Megan can be the perfect toy. The toy that you will never have to buy in the toy again. It's going to be your babysitter. It's going to be your teacher. It's going to be a Katie's confidant. It's going to be a parent aid, all of these things. That's how it's supposed to be uh, the idea of when it was built. And so... Over the next what they make it seem like a couple of hours, but obviously it was a couple of days. They built the Megan prototype
2: mm-hmm.
0: and essentially gave it to to Megan. Now here's how it works, y'all. This is crazy because I actually would like, like to see it in person, but this is wild. Basically, each Megan or each robot is programmed to one person. As an authorized user.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now it's it has a learning program inside of it as well, like a learning algorithm. So the more time you spend with Megan, the more Megan learns about you and can cater to you. Like your phone. Like your phone. Right? Okay, we get it somewhere. We get it somewhere. <laughs> like your phone, the more your social media accounts, the more you spend with it, the more it learns about you uh, you, the more it caters to you. One day you're searching on Amazon for something. Now you're getting ads for it,
1: (laughs) right? Yeah. Weirdest thing happened this weekend. So like Corey said, Katie was over at the house. She picks up a bottle of tequila that's sitting on my bar cart. And she's like, I bought this for you two years ago. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I know. Didn't say it was tequila. Didn't say the brand. Didn't say anything. All she said, all she did was pick it up and say, I bought this for you like two years ago. Y'all. She sat down on the couch five minutes later and got a Hornitos ad. That camera was was flashing. It was so that crazy. That camera must have been flashing. And what's crazy is that, like, obviously we know that our phones listen to us, right? We yeah. know that. And we know that our phones, you know, pick up on things that we mm-hmm. Google and things like that. But the fact that she did not say anything, all she did was pick it up, pick up the bottle and say, I bought this for you two years ago. And then set it down. Crazy.
0: We'll probably get a Hornitos ad. After this, me, it'll be like because our phones are out here right now. Mm-hmm. But so, yes, much like phones and everything else. So now Megan is paired with um Katie and they spend time together. Now, to save you all the details of like the finer details, you can imagine what happens. The bond between those those two become very close, particularly because when we're talking about um human development, specifically in child. In attachment theory, this was not a great time for Katie to get a Megan. Because right. Megan attached, I mean, because Katie attached to Megan. And that, people were questioning, some of her build partners were questioning, is this a good thing or not? Can, you know, if if essentially this is becoming the parent, when do you ever spend time with your child? Right. Right? And Jimmo was like, that's not my child. So that was like red flag number one, which like, then why are you taking this child in? if that's If that's your like...
1: If that's your outlook. If
0: that's your outlook, you don't need to be with this child. Right. Because you're not going to be putting that child first. You're not going to be giving this child the thing that the child needs. Correct. Um, and so they they dropped some really cool nuggets. Now, basically, here's where they messed up. Because they rushed it, they didn't think through all of the, the options and stuff like that. So they programmed each Megan, or the idea was to program each Megan to be the protector also of their authorized user. So Megan's thing. Is to just protect Katie. No matter what. No matter what. Megan's also connected to the internet. So you know what Megan sees? That humans think that killing is okay. Because they didn't, they wouldn't do it. So Megan's like, well, why can't I kill? Right. And then that's where it starts to go, right? You have the relationship between Katie and Megan. You have the relationship between Gemma and Katie. You also have the relationship between Gemma and Megan. Because now Megan is feeling like, I am katie's provider you are not Gemma,
1: right and f- from like a parental standpoint the parent or the because this toy is obviously for kids everywhere the parent is supposed to have like override right ability abilities megan gets too smart
2: and she can and she can disable she, those she
1: disabled the override so right. Gemma couldn't do anything about it
0: it was wild. So the movie itself... So for me, in in talking, giving you a little bit of information about that, I'll let you go watch the rest. Yeah. But I think I came out of there thinking about our kids and our parents on both ends of the spectrum. Basically, don't let these electronics raise your kids. Right. Do not lean heavily really into anything specifically these electronics because, especially in America, everything is capitalist-based. Everything is meant... It's vying for your attention. And we don't know the effects that it's going to have on our mental health. I think we know. I
1: I think we know, but we don't know how bad it will be. The extent of it, yeah. And from that, I took away that, but also as an adult not being a parent, um, don't let these electronics overtake you either. Like, don't let them be what keeps you from doing things too? Because what we see in this is before Megan, she was sad. Katie, the the child, she was sad. She was an orphan. She was lost. When Megan was no longer there, she was sad. She was lost. So to me, that was just symbolism of how these... And electronics, because it was based on tech, right? It was based on Megan being a robot. And we can... Obviously, um, relate that to the robot that everybody has, which is your phone. But that's with any distraction, right? Like, don't let something come in and distract you from feeling your feelings and working through that because once that distraction is gone, you are still left with those feelings. Right. You, you haven't gotta dealt be able with to work it. Through it. Yeah. yeah. And
0: the other thing was at the end of the movie, so Alex, I'm sorry. I almost said it out loud. The boy. But- uh basically there was a, um there was a kind of that type of i guess google i'll say like that there was like a a home system system yeah that you can talk to and say hey time for lights do this that and the third that
1: was similar to what we have
0: right no. everybody has now granted megan had tapped into that system so when at the end megan dies spoiler alert when Megan dies, at the very end, they zoom in on that system. That system name is Elsie, and Elsie turns on by herself. To me, that was symbolism. And by the end of that movie, we recognized that was just that was the, the takeaway. We got to deal with our problems. Mm-hmm. You can't just hide behind a screen and think they're going to go away. Stuff for our life with a bunch of entertainment mm-hmm. and think they're just going to go away. Um, it's not going to be great. You're going to get too attached to this one thing. You're going to see it as one thing, and it's going to be not that. But also... What we have done, we can't undo. The internet is already here,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Unless you are living off the grid, we're going to have to find a way to coexist with these things. Mm-hmm. There has to be some sort of balance, all of that. right? So it's another aspect I kind of took away that I thought was kind of cool that they did at the end was not to like follow it up with like a sequel, but just to let you know like, Megan's body may be dead. <laughs>
2: her spirit is still here
0: yeah yeah and that's what it means with these electronics you can if you ain't getting off of all of them you still attached to something
1: right and i think that that's inevitable i mean look at our jobs look at you know everything we do We can't
0: get away from it yeah
1: i think that's inevitable unless like you said you live off the grid but even if you live off the grid like it's hard you got to be like out there out there but um Like you said, don't let these things raise your children because I feel like in that it was showing how, you know, there were behavioral outbursts. Mm -hmm. There were like all of these different things that link to, I don't want to say necessarily screen time, but something besides a parent or a person who has feelings. Right.
0: She didn't even want to go to like be with other uh, students in school like right, right. Human right. interaction is the is the most
1: vital thing in this world. Facts.
0: You have to be with other humans.
1: Facts. And so when you put your kids down to and and obviously everything comes in. Um. Like, I can't think of what I'm trying to say.
0: I'm, I was trying to catch it, but I, I don't know. Like you said, comes in. I don't know. droves,
1: no. waves, like. To, like it's okay for your kid to play by themselves, but don't sure. just like set your kid down and go do your own thing every day for hours, right? On end, neglect and, like, like you're neglecting yeah, your child. Yeah. yeah. So that's that was a takeaway for me was, um, be a parent. <laughs> I, yeah. No, for sure, because I feel like it's so hard to be a parent now compared to, and this is just from what I see from from my side, and and again I'm speaking speaking. Not as a parent, so take what I say with a grain of salt. But it's so much easier to be distracted now as a parent than it was for our parents. Yeah, hundred percent. So they didn't have what we had, right? And so it's so easy. It's so much easier to be become disconnected from our kids at a younger age, and the things that. You know, our generation says now about their quote unquote childhood trauma and the the neglect that they felt and things like that. It's like, well, we're, we are raising that right. generation as well. So we're just doing
0: it. With, we're just using different tools. We're
1: just using different tools. Right. So that was a that was a takeaway for me, too. Yeah.
0: It's wild. We're just using different tools. And I, that's what I'm saying. We, I don't think that we know how far this is going to go, especially when you talk about when the pandemic hit and we really sunk into our electronics. hmm. Um, I was thinking about this the other well, day. I was like, I don't know if I could really live a life without him.
1: No, I don't think so either. But I think that there is things to put in place to let it not overcome you, whether it's um, whether it's like screen time or, you know, like, um, what's it called?
0: Like a locker, a parental <laughs> advisory? Or not
1: something? parental advisory, but time locks. Right. Like, okay, you've spent... 20 minutes on Instagram today, your time's up. You've spent 45 minutes scrolling TikTok. That's enough. You know, like those, those time barriers. Right. Um, but, I don't know. I think that it's just a different day and age. It's a
0: little, it is. And everything's like a little scary, right? Because you don't really know, especially with the internet and you can connect with so many different
2: people.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, which, there's plus sides to that too, right? So, think about it this way and growing up whenever you didn't have the internet to be able to like fact check or you know make your own opinions and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um it was harder to get to information to try to make your own opinion you either had to go to school or had to go to college or go to your library or talk to different people and it wasn't that easy to do now you literally have the world at your thumbs Mm -hmm. so i can imagine how back in the day one community all thought the same thing and like one rumor could ruin everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it still very much so could do that now. Right. But you can at least get different things on a spot.
1: hmm
0: Right. Like you can be like,
1: eh, let me facture. Yeah,
0: yeah, let me just see. Or let me see if there's any other information. Or let me try to confirm this and then I figure out there's something different. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's positive aspects of uh of that in general. We're gonna have a group of people who learn that are gonna be pretty much skeptical of everything.
1: Yeah. And I think that this also shows like, going back to what I said at the beginning, what we need to watch our child's, our children for, but also us. Because we say, like, oh, iPad kids, yada, yada. But where is that behavior learned from? It's learned from us being on our phones all the time. They see that we're on our phones, so they're doing their own thing.
0: Yeah, that and their friends. I was literally thinking about this the other day when, when people were talking about— My mom said this all the time to all my nieces and nephews. If you come over my mom's house and you say that your child doesn't eat something— she will probably feed it to that child. And they will probably eat it. And she will always say, your child doesn't eat that because you don't give it to your child. The way that I see that or I hear that statement is, you not enforcing what you need to enforce. That's why your child is doing this. Oh, but he screams. Let him scream. If I take away the iPad, he gets mad. Let him be mad. But I got to enforce what I need to enforce if I know what I'm doing is right. If I want to enforce taking away screen time so that you can live and be with other, like, humans, Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to be. Like, for me, things I hope to instill uh, in having children, obviously, is there will be, like, scheduled things that we do as a family. Mm -hmm. Like, dinner every night, at the dinner table, no electronics. Like, anytime we do anything that's family-based, like, if we go watch a family movie, no electronics. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I want us to all be in the moment even with us sometimes we on the couch and we're watching a movie but we're still like on our phone we're doing both things mm-hmm. and it that doesn't it doesn't make me feel necessarily disconnected but i definitely feel more connected when we don't mm-hmm. or just in general to instill the fact that like you can just focus on one thing yeah we don't have to be inundated with information right. all the time right we can just be entertained by one thing or or focus on that one thing um I mean, I don't know. I just left that movie like in my head thinking about so many different yeah. things for from a kid's standpoint and also from a parent's standpoint. Jimmy had to grow up real quick. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Like of w- one of my favorite scenes was at the table when you can kind of see the tension had brewed to a max. The uh the the pot was boiling, okay? And a little bit bubbling over. Somebody mm-hmm. didn't put the wooden spoon on top. And Katie's Katie's being a little, you know what? She's being a kid. Being a little kid. Being a little brat. Uh, Definitely honoring and disrespectful. And Megan, at the beginning of the movie, was somebody who was checking Katie. Megan was like, seriously, flush the toilet. Yeah. Do this. Brush your teeth. Put that on a coaster. Why do I have to put this on a coaster? Megan going to break it down for you. But now, Megan and Gemma are kind of going at it. Megan's not backing Gemma up. She ain't teaching Katie nothing. So I enjoyed that scene because Gemma had to like step in and like be a parent mm-hmm. and really, really talk about like the importance of not just being with Megan all the time and not just being on electronics and being around other humans and doing other things that like other kids do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, dang, Gemma had to grow up real quick. But her friends had to do that for her. Her friends had to put Gemma in her place. Right. Because her friends was like, yo, when are you going to be a parent? Mm-hmm. If Megan's doing all this, when are you going to do your job? That's a good point. Wow, wow. And I wish I had like, I mean, I have a bunch of parents I talk to all the time. Um, And we talk about stuff like this too. I should have called one of them and put them on a show uh, mm-hmm. so they can give like their, their insight when it comes to screen time and stuff like that. And I know a lot of people like don't let their kids watch Coco Melon and other shows like that that are like super captivating mm-hmm. and they become like addicted to it and stuff like that. I just like, I don't know how I like grew up and did not have like some sort of a fixed like fixation on something. But I did. We all did. We had fixations on video games. But we would also like go play outside. We had, our fixations were based on group activities. Yeah. And the way that I mean, they managed- I think
1: we also had our version of cocoa melon. I mean Barney and
0: Right, but even Barney. Okay, so the difference is in like is how they program Coco Melon versus the other shows in attention span wise. Mm. Like I think they shift scenes every like three to five seconds. Like, mm. it's crazy. I've never seen it. Right. Like, there's a true science behind it. And as a business plan, it's genius. You're going to hook in parents and kids. But is that great? That's what, that's what everybody's asking. If Coco Melon is Megan, like, is it actually good to watch a show like this? Yeah. There's nothing really educational behind it? Even like a Phineas and Ferb, there's still something a little bit educational. The fantasy about behind it, but there was a bunch of educational behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, Barney is educational. Sesame yeah. Street is educational. Uh, and so those things I don't necessarily mind them being like even somewhat fixated on but for me it was always and it still manifests itself to this day around group activities when I'm on video games by myself it's cool and is that relaxing yes I would a thousand times rather be on the video game with my peeps Mm -hmm. like I want to be doing group activities uh where I don't feel like I'm just like alone if that makes sense right I want to go outside with people I want to be around people I want to go to the office I want you know all of these different things but I feel like it was built in the fact that we grew up with the with the with the beginning of the technology that we have now yeah so we got we really are like the I say we I don't know if it was you but but uh because you, you were born 95 yeah so here's how here's how I gauge that hear me out you don't remember the best of the 90s By the time you have like working memory, which is typically around age four and five, it was 2000. So the 90s has already passed. For me, I have like working memory of the 90s and new stuff being like brand new, not like, oh, we just got a new phone. It is like cellular phone is like a new thing or the Internet is like a new thing or this is whatever is a new item, a new product that has never been out before. So. Or we didn't have it in general. So we had to do something else. And that's what I mean by like my generation of ninety to like ninety-two at least, or like eighty-eight to ninety-two.
1: Right. But even still, I got part of that because I remember sure. I remember my parents getting their first cell phones ever. Like it might have been in the world, you know, but it right. was never in my world. It was never in my parents' world. For so sure. I remember them, I remember that transition. For them getting cell phones for the first time.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Did you read the newspapers and always like look at stuff and be like,
1: man, I want to get this? Um. Not, yeah, but we didn't really buy newspapers. I will say, though, at Christmas time, like for Thanksgiving, everybody would bring newspapers over and we would all circle what we wanted for Christmas, mm. like right before Black Friday, you know. Um. But yeah, we didn't really buy newspapers. <laughs>
0: Well, I like
1: from a small town. There's not much in the newspaper. That's
0: true. I enjoyed and I talked to my other millennials about this, like growing up, knowing that we have like the best of both worlds, Mm -hmm. that we learn how to be like people people. Yeah. And we learn how to like sit in a room and talk with people and engage with people. And then we also learn the electronics. Mm Mm-hmm. So we have the greatest opportunities to connect with the older people and also to connect with the young people. Yeah. Even though the young people act like they don't mess with us.
1: Yeah. And I will say that it was, I got a sense of that too, growing up. Like, even though obviously I was a little bit past the nineties when I, but even like junior high in those, um, like formative years, Mm -hmm. I remember me and my best friend, Aubrey, would be hanging out at her house and we would be watching youtube videos but we weren't on like instagram wasn't a thing she didn't have a facebook only i had a facebook at the time so we weren't like on social media you know and we would watch youtube videos but then during the day we were like outside and we would just be doing dumb stuff like one time we bought so many cans of shaving cream and (laughs) covered the entire trampoline with shaving cream. And just jumped on it? Jumped off the roof. <laughs> and used it as like a slip and slide.
0: <laughs> no broken bones? Thank God. No.
1: We're so dumb.
0: But, so no, dumb. I mean, we did. But, everybody did. Th- that was like, that's, that to me is being a kid.
1: Right. And there's like so many memories of just like going for walks down her blacktop road and riding the go-kart and doing all of this dumb stuff that we would never do with cell phones. You know, because yeah. we would be distracted by things.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that there's some form of, th- there's parts of like the early, the 90s and early 2000s that I feel like we need to revert back to. Not everything. There's, I think there's parts of like every age that we should take from.
1: Yeah. And I will say that the, I think the coolest, the coolest era, I think, is when you had access to those things, but they weren't on your phone. You had to get on a computer. So you had to be on a computer. right?
0: You had to like make time. You had to tell your friends when you're leaving. Hey, hey, everybody get on AIM at 7 p.m.
1: Right. So I think that that was like the coolest era of where we are. Uh,
0: Yeah. It wasn't just like everything was just accessible. You had to like go do it. Basically, you just have to have intention with what you're doing.
1: Exactly. You
0: couldn't just mindlessly do anything. Right. Besides, like, the era of YouTube where you just start tubing, where you see one video and you click the next one, and you click yeah. the next one, and it's eight hours in, and you're like.
1: Yeah. And I feel like with that comes the need for instant gratification. So now, when, you know, we've become these people in this culture that is so inundated with instant gratification that I noticed. My phone has been acting up recently and it's not that it's, it's nothing like dial up, right? But it's taking a second longer to open a page or my videos buffering. And I find myself getting frustrated and I have to check myself and be like, you are acting so silly right now, getting upset by this because it's still happening so fast. It's just not instant. And it's not like I'm having outbursts or anything, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is so annoying. And I have to check myself and be like, come on. It's okay for the video to buffer. Right. You I'm know? i going to have to do that. Yeah. It's okay for the page to take five seconds to load instead of one. And I feel like that trickles into everything else too. So we have Amazon two-day shipping. When something takes a week to ship or two weeks, we right. act like we cannot handle it, it's, which is wild because they, that's that what that's what the standard used to be—five to seven days. Yeah, yeah, I know.
0: Now the standard is like, I, it's crazy. I can in the morning time, eight AM, be like, oh man, I want this thing and order it, and be there by the time I get home. I know that's wild, and just knowing that we live in a day and age, we are really ahead of like technology. We're we're so like so far ahead, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like. Some things are starting to slow down, and people's pers- perspective of it is that now it's like not good, and really things have just changed. Here, here's an example, and I may be wrong. I play video games. I've been playing Call of Duty. Every time somebody says, "Oh man, I don't really like Call of Duty. It sucks this year. Warzone sucks," I always ask them, "What do you not like about it?" Even the guy I was just playing, guy of Madden, we talking about it. I said, "What do you not like about it?" He said, "Oh man, I don't know. It's just it's so slow. Like we play Warzone, like the gameplay's so slow." And da da da. da. So I like to play on shipment or something like that. You know what shipment is? Shipment is like the smallest map ever. Mm. So you know what that means? You put fifteen people on the smallest map.
1: People die quick.
0: It's action. Yeah. It's always action. It, it. Sometimes you spawn, you always you get shot right there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's always something going on. When you're playing Warzone on a huge map that's literally built after like a, an entire like zone, so you can go from one city to the next city. So we're not even talking like this is just like one city. You're in like a big you know you no know, we're talking about. You have to drive and fly to the different areas. Mm-hmm. Now you have to use tactics with your team to play, which means could you play fast? Yes. That also puts you at higher risk than playing slower and being a little bit more graceful with your movements mm-hmm. and the things that you want to do. And so then they say because of that, the, because they're used to so fast things, the game sucks now. Really the tactic that you have to change, change it. You suck because you can't play that tactic. Right. The game is not trash. Uh, Same goes for like, even you're talking about your phone and stuff like that, we, the phone slowed down a second. Oh, this phone is trash. Is it? Mm -hmm. It's probably not trash. It's a great phone. Uh, Maybe the connection is messed up or whatever, or maybe your phone does have a little buggy in it, but it's just a second slower. Mm -hmm. It's not because it's that big of a deal. You just have to change your tactics, right? But we immediately go to like, this is a bad thing if the tactics have changed for us Um, because we don't have, or we don't want to put in the effort to change the skill set that we have. So I can only imagine, I don't want to get punched in the mouth again. And what I mean by that is I don't want there to be some sort of huge event like the pandemic or something else that happens to us again. It's even worse.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Maybe that's that's what we need as society. Just to Bobby Valentino, as my boy Tajay would say when we play Call of Duty, something stuff has happened too fast, he says, I need a Bobby Valentino. You know why he says that? Slow down. (laughs) I just want to get... Yeah. So you just just slow down sometimes. Take a little breath. Slow down. Imagine. I mean, uh, take in everything that's happening around you. Breathe some of that fresh air. Um, Touch grass. Whatever you need to do. Touch grass. Be well and drink water. Like, literally, life is so short. Do something with it. Don't just be stuck behind your electronics. Mm -hmm. But while you are stuck behind your electronics, (laughs) here's a little plug I'm going to make. You should get on HBO Max. (laughs) and you should watch The Last of Us I was gonna say that's another thing we watched on HBO Max I am my Last of Us stan it's the greatest game I've ever played ever and we watched the first episode last night we made a shed a, shed a tear or two did you cry I, my, my eyes definitely watered
1: yeah my eyes watered
0: it was sad at the beginning but I'm so lit so my question is you wanna play a game
1: I am scared.
0: (laughs) We watch episode one. Comes out every Sunday, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. So 9 p.m. on the the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Let's talk about Last of Us. See if you retain any information.
1: Lord. Don't ask me names.
0: What's the main character name? The guy. Ellie. (laughs) Okay, Ellie. I'll take Ellie because Ellie is the little girl. That's fine.
1: Ellie and...
0: come on now come on they might have said his name over a hundred times what does it start with a j
1: (laughs) wow a j yes j no i'm just kidding (laughs) Uh. wait what's the second letter oh wait it's right there on the tip of my tongue isn't it it's right there on the tip of my tongue. Wow. I
0: cannot believe this. Stop it. An hour and 25 minutes.
1: Ellie's the girl yes. and the boy, it, the man is.
0: Rounds with Cole. Joel. There we go. There we go. Joel. Joel, there we go. Okay. Next question. Who is the group, What what is the name of the group that some people call like a rebellious group?
1: The Fireflies. Okay. Good job. That's what I'm talking about. Good job.
0: Uh, now, what is the name of the military or like the government?
1: Fedra. Oh, let's go. Okay. 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 When you're lost in the darkness, search for the light.
0: Look for the light. Look that's what I'm light. talking about. That's the, that's the Firefly slogan right there. All right. Let's see. What is Joel's brother's name? Tommy. Correct. Last question is. Ooh, let's see. What's the last question? The last question is. Clickers. No. (laughs) You haven't even met one yet. I know. (laughs) The last question is. What has taken over the world?
1: zombies no i'm just kidding um what organism there is a fungus among us a
0: fungus has taken over the world not a virus a fungus
1: it turns people into zombies essentially
0: Uh, eh, kind of i guess you can say some
1: people if they're lucky
0: yeah Uh, whoa whoa is there lucky I don't know. will be kill me. I'm not trying to be wandering around eating people. <laughs> Go ahead and take me out and throw me in the fire, bro. Because you can't imagine.
1: Yeah.
0: Ugh. Anyway, it's the a Last good show. It's, it's
1: good. I okay. liked it. I
0: enjoyed it. Definitely talk. am so lit. For and the rest I've of never episodes.
1: been into like zombie apocalyptic. Yeah, but it was good.
0: You're in your you're in your fantasy stage. I like it. <laughs> I'm with it, and I hope that and it's following the game pretty closely. Obviously, there's a little bit of changes because, like, again, just like the book, you can't just stick straight to the game because the game was made for the game. So, this is made for a TV show. So, there's going to be some differences. But, shout out to the people at HBO. Shout out to Naughty Dog. Uh, shout out to PlayStation and the developers because this show is off the chain. I'm, it's off-chain already.
2: Go.
0: And they just left the city. So, it's about to get. Uh, oh, they just left the. Yeah. They just left the. Um, the what is it called the qz the quarantine zone so it's about to get real spicy they're about to run into a lot of things out there. they're heading west they're heading west (laughs) they're headed west to go meet up with tommy and uh drop off a package that package is ellie so anywho thank y'all for listening and tuning in this whole time we love y'all We'll definitely see y'all next week. If you have a chance to give us a review or drop a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do that. If you want to follow us anywhere, just go ahead and search Press Next Podcast on any of the platforms. You will follow, uh, find us there. Click that follow button. If you have any suggestions, please let us know. Hit us in a DM, send let us an email, us know. contact at press next, uh,
1: podcast.com. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And when you're watching TV and ask, are you still watching? Always press next. Do it. See you next week.